Today, I'm going to share an idea with you that is going to change your relationship with your anxiety. You are listening to the Bold as Love podcast. I'm your host, April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist and coach. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you so much for being a part of this circle with me. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome and thanks for being here. This is a podcast where we talk about how we're taking responsibility for our lives, for the energy that we bring into the room with us, for how we show up in our relationships, in our conflicts, in our conversations, whether you're talking to the people that you absolutely love and adore, or you're having to deal with the people that are driving you a bit crazy. This is where we take responsibility for our half of the fence without trying to clean up the mess on anybody else's side of the yard. So thank you for being a part of this with me. This is a podcast episode that I've wanted to do for a while because I know that so many people would benefit from this. I know that anxiety is something that you know, we're all just kind of living with to different degrees. Whether you're somebody who finds yourself in a place where your system, you know, often gets a bit overwhelmed, or maybe you just get stuck in really overthinking things sometimes. Maybe you're somebody that loses sleep because you're lying awake at night, thinking about all the what ifs or, you know, what happened in the past and kind of trying to replay all of that. Or maybe you're somebody that, you know, has really struggled with anxiety on a very chemical level for a long time. And this has been a big challenge for you in your life that you've had to deal with. There's such a wide spectrum of how anxiety shows up in our lives and the impact that it has on us. But I'm absolutely convinced that this is something that we all carry to some degree. So the tools I'm going to be offering you today are something that I think really apply to all of us. And it's certainly something that has been really useful in my own life and oftentimes with my clients as well as they're looking at how to get themselves in a place where they feel more grounded and in control when their mind and their thoughts start spinning again. So here's what I want to offer you. One of the most useful tools that I have found when I'm in a place where my system is starting to worry and overthink and get overwhelmed and is a bit freaked out by something, the question that I like to really ask myself is, okay, what would the worst case scenario be here? And then I really play that out. This can be really helpful to write down. So if you're not driving or doing something that requires your attention right now, and you're able to switch gears and get out a pen and paper, this would be really good to take just a couple moments to get clear on. What is the worst case scenario about that thing that's stressing you out or that thing that you keep thinking about? Now, it's a little bit counterintuitive to go to this place of the worst case scenario. But when you really think about it, it's kind of the place we have to go. And we know this because anytime that you've probably shared that you're stressing out about something or that something's bothering you, what's the first thing that most of your friends or family say to you? It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And does that ever actually calm you down? No, never, right? Instead, what I have learned is actually incredibly powerful is if I just step into that fire. 
And what happens when we ask ourselves this question of what's the worst case scenario that might happen here? We start to really stop all of those swirling, anxious, overwhelmed energy kind of thoughts that are spinning through our system and just keeping our whole system really charged and activated and on edge. And instead, we just start to really pin it down. Okay, if I'm thinking about this problem, let's actually just pause and deal with this problem instead of it just living as pent-up anxious energy in my body, right? So let's go to the heart of it. What's the worst case scenario that might happen in this thing that stresses you out? And again, for some people, it feels like it's a little bit scary to go to that. But I would argue that most of the time, you're kind of thinking of that somewhere in the back of your mind anyways. So we might as well throw the fears out into the daylight where you can actually take care of them. Because here's what I've learned to be true. Anxiety is often just a lack of self-trust. Not always. There's understandably other medical factors that come into play sometimes. But at the most foundational level, when I'm talking to somebody who's struggling with anxiety, what I see every single time is a bit of a lack of self-trust. So this is where it becomes important. If I can look at the worst case scenario, then I can start to ask myself, okay, if that thing that I don't want to happen actually happens, what do I need to do to take care of that? And I'll give you an example. I was talking to somebody recently who was really stressed out because they had recently um, <clears throat> leased a property and they were in that anxious in-between time where all the I's were not dotted and T's were not crossed yet, but she had put down some financial investment already, right? She had made a significant payment just to hold this place. So understandably so, she was really stressed about that what if thought of what if I get screwed over, right? What if that landlord takes my money and I don't actually get to, you know, have this contract honored? And so what I encourage her to look at is, okay, so instead of losing sleep for the next six nights as you wait out to see what's going to happen next with this transaction, what if you just started to deal with the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario might be that somebody takes advantage of you and you lose your money. And even though that would be awful and upsetting, at the end of the day, you're not going to be homeless because of that loss of funds. When we can start to really slow it down, it doesn't mean that the problem is okay or that we just become complacent or it doesn't matter anymore, but it means that we stop spending wasted energy just living in this place where it's like we're on that pins and needles stressed and activated state. And when we can go into that worst case scenario, there's times where that allows us to get really clear on, okay, if that does happen, what would my next move be? If that does happen, what are the cards I have to play? And in some scenarios, you might find you don't really have a card to play if that worst case scenario happens. And then what we're really dealing with 
is essentially just surrender. Being willing to just go with what is. And instead what we do is we grip and we control and we freak out and we obsess and we talk about it over and over and over and over. Whereas really we're just keeping all of that anxious energy really activated and alive in our system. So what if we just started to deal with the actual fears and worries instead? If this happens, what would I do to handle that? If this happens, what would my next move be? Play it all the way through. And when we do this, we find that we kind of land in this place where either we kind of It's like the brain can actually get the message now that like you've taken care of that problem so it doesn't need to keep reminding you of this worry over and over and over again because it's like you're on it. I've already answered that question that that anxious mind, that those anxious thoughts are nudging you to answer. What if, what if, right? And instead you have an answer to that. If this happens, here's what I would do. But so often we just get stuck in that swirling thought of what if. And I believe that one of the reasons why we get stuck in that swirling what if is because we have not fully learned to trust that you can take care of yourself. Because this is really the bottom line. Whether that situation is resolvable or whether it's something that you'd ultimately just have to kind of carry and deal with, you can handle it. Anxiety doesn't know that you can handle it. Anxiety has this thought that I'm not going to be okay unless this happens and then this happens and then this happens, I won't be okay. And is that actually true? Is it true that if this anxious thing happens, this worry actually happens, then you won't really truly be okay? Because this is the message that anxiety is sending us. This is the state that we're living in. This is the thought at the most basic framework level that anxiety is putting on the table. I won't be okay. I won't be okay. And is that true? I might be upset. I might be angry, I might be disappointed, I might be incredibly inconvenienced, I might be hurt emotionally, I might be upset. But when you start to learn that no matter what happens, you can handle it, that no matter what happens, there's a commitment to having your own back no matter what, it becomes so much easier to just deal with the anxiety head on and get some peace, get some ease and start giving yourself a little more grace as you connect to the only true source of power that you probably have in almost any situation that you're facing, which is I can't control other people. I can't control the outcome of these circumstances. I can't control what happens with this or this or this. But I can make a promise to myself that I will take care of myself no matter what happens. And when we practice that thought, when we make that commitment to our own self, 
everything else becomes survivable. It doesn't rattle the cage in the same way. Even if I lost this money, yes, that would be horrible. That would be unjust. That would be so unfair. And I can remind myself, I'm not actually going to be homeless because of this loss of finances. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be impacted. I might have to make some other changes for a little while to recoup. But this is not going to be enough to crush me. Anxiety thinks everything is enough to crush you. (laughs) Anxiety thinks everything could knock you over and that you're not going to be able to handle it. It's like a scared, panicked child. That is the energy of anxiety. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm so afraid. Start to show up as the adult in your relationship with your own self. Comfort that part of you that is activated and afraid. It's okay that that scary feeling is there. That's an often very understandable reaction to a stressful or unwanted situation, of course. So be compassionate to yourself, but I would encourage you to also consider reconnecting with your self-trust. Even if this doesn't go my way, even if this goes badly, even if this goes sideways, I know I will take care of myself no matter what. I know I will get back up again no matter what. Anxiety is often a symptom of a lack of trust with our own selves. And part of the reason why this happens, and this is one of the things that we uh, talk about in the Boldest Love Bootcamp group, one of the reasons why this mistrust happens is because we have moments when we knew something was off, right, in a situation or a relationship, but we kind of just endured it anyways, We've had moments when we've broken trust with our own selves, right? And I can think of continuing to work for a boss, even though she was like incredibly toxic and abusive in many ways, right? There's a broken trust that happened in that. As I allowed myself to keep showing up each day at a workplace that was actually really harmful and bad for me. So We've all been there. We've all had those moments where we've kind of turned our back on our own self, maybe without even realizing that we were doing it, and maybe without even realizing that you had the option not to do it. Right now, you have the option to commit to having your own back no matter what. Even though I can't control what's going to happen, even though I can't control the outcome of these things that I might be worried about, I can control how I respond. I can control who I want to be in those conversations or in those scenarios. I can control what I'm going to choose to put energy into. I'm going to choose to take care of myself. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this today. I would love to hear what stood out for you and write that out. How would you take care of yourself in that scenario that might be stressing you out? What would you need to do to show yourself that you have your own back and that you can be both kind to other people, but fiercely loyal to your own self? And if you have an idea or a question for a future podcast episode, DM me and let me know. I'm on Instagram at with love April, and I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time.